But, but I then Sam gets on his like bandwagon. He's like, they just said something and they can't say it on a kid show. But um, fake swear words are so awesome. It's really it's really helpful. Mine is Mother Trucker. Mother Trucker is say fantastic. The time. So random, but I will slip that up. So I can't even get too much in the helmet because I will. Like, oh, pretty, like, no. Like, <laughs> fun like sucker. Fun sucker. <laughs> I, like, try so hard to be, like, fiddlesticks or, like, you know, a pumpkin. Or Bob Saget. I feel fantastic. And I never felt as good as how I do right now. Except for maybe when I think about I felt that day. When I felt the way that I do right now. Right now. I feel fantastic. And I never felt as good as how I do right now. Except for maybe when I think about I felt that day. When I felt the way that I do right now. Right now. Right now. <clears throat> welcome to Mental Health Moment. Yeah, welcome to Mental Health Moment. I'm Laura. And I'm Emily. Yeah. And so today... I'll let you introduce the topic. Oh yeah! So it's the lawyer. Be a, the lawyer is going to introduce the topic. We're we're going to talk about how people professionally care because uh, we're going to kind of build to that episode we promised a long time ago about how to say goodbye to your therapist. Building, building, foreshadowing. Um, so I think it's important to understand that there are different ways to care about people and to let them go or whatever. Um. In a way that doesn't... I don't know. The whole thing's such a bummer. Either way you cut it, when we do get to the episode about le- saying goodbye to your therapist or whatever, it's, it's, right. a, it's a sad thing to do. But I think if you understand a little bit how therapists care about their clients, hopefully it can like make people feel more comfortable with terminating their, mm-hmm. their therapeutic relationship. Tell us, Emily. Tell us how you people <laughs> manage to like have all these clients in your head and like you know be kind of, no offense, an emotional prostitute for an hour with different people. <laughs> you know, I told my therapist many a time to his face, honey, you're an emotional prostitute. I mean, kind of. We go in, we pay you money, we get what we need, and we go. Yeah. Explain to me the difference. No, <laughs> but it's our feelings. Not. Yeah. No. <clears throat> no. One, um... We're getting what we can't get at home. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we need... <laughs> yeah. I mean, accurate. I, I kind of want to put that on, like... <laughs> After my letters on my name, just be like, in like parentheses, <laughs> emotional prostitute. Emotional prostitute. It's fine. It's legal. It's cool. Right? I mean, just right. like no touching, you're fine. If right. you touch your clients, then you, people are going to call me and I'm going to sue right. you. But, right. you know. So, yeah. no touching. No touching. And then and you're just good. emotional prostitution. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've never thought about it that way. Wow. And that's so accurate. And so dark. And that's why I thought of it. And so, so hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> for those of you who seek out emotional prostitutes... Right. Don't be ashamed. We all need what we need, okay? It's very natural. <laughs> and if you're not getting it at home, that's and fine. And you're not getting it at home, no. You can't. The truth is is that sometimes you you re- really can't get it at home because it's right. something a professional has to help you with. So, um, yeah. I'm you're still talking about therapy here? Oh, wow. Whoa. We yeah. are. So, what was the question? Hmm. How do therapists, like... I just got so stuck on the on emotional, emotional prostitute thing. Um, like, how do you... How would you describe the way that therapists care for their clients? Like, because I was thinking about it for a lawyer. How do you... Because you can't... It's really hard because, at least from my end, all of my clients are sick, or they're dying, or they're maimed, mm-hmm. or they've already lost some somebody, and that's why they're my client. Med mal. Med mal. Super cheerful, um, you know, area of law. And so it's obviously there's a lot of heavy emotions and we try yeah. really hard to, well, I try really hard to be supportive of my clients and be there for them. 
Um, but if I worried about them on the level that I would worry about my own husband, if he were sick or dying or maimed or any of those things, I would, I wouldn't be able to do my job. So I have like little boundaries so I can still function, but it's not that I don't care. It's just that you have to, you have to have balance in your life. So I was trying to find a way to describe, like, it's a different kind of caring, um, and I think it, the reason it's important is because later on when we talk about how you leave with a therapist, a lot of people, it's um, it's hard because the therapist means so much to the client. And because they're not in the same position as the therapist, they don't understand how the therapist feels in return. Right. So you just sort of feel like, oh, this is so, this makes me feel so vulnerable and icky and like terrible. And like, I don't get how this is supposed to go down. So instead I'm just going to ghost. Yeah. 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 Ghosting happens for sure. Ghosting is a huge, every single therapist I talk to is like, man, my clients have a tendency to just never show up again or like text me. Thanks so much. Bye. Like rather than do it in person, you know? Well, yeah. Cause it's emotionally easier for sure. Well, and you, if you don't really know what's going on and it's, it's a really raw place for clients to be for sure. So, um, you know, I think just kind of like you were saying, I think there is kind of this, this different level of caring that happens because it mm-hmm. has to happen that way. Yes. Um, I mean, and again, you know, every therapist is different, but, but, you know, through our professional training, we learn kind of how <clears throat> to leave the client's stuff at the office a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, I still have nights where I struggle with that, you know, right. depending on the severity of the day and stuff. You, right. you just, you take stuff home with you. You can't sometimes help it. That's how it goes. Right. Yeah. Um, but I think that it's weird for me because yeah. it's like when you're with the client, you are so, inv- well, I am so invested in them. Yeah. And, um, then like clients, like I'll think about my clients kind of throughout the week, just kind of like, Oh, I wonder how they're doing with this. Or I wonder how they're doing with this, you know, right. but it's not like I can't completely immerse myself in their life 24 seven because that would just be or too it's much. Too much. You only right? have the capacity for so many things going on in your head at once. And that would just be, I think overwhelming because you have, uh, how many clients do you have at any given time? Um, so I probably have like between 40 to 60 at a time. <gasps> Oh my gosh. Yeah. So that's a lot. Um, that's a lot of people to, yeah. So I can't even believe you can keep their like stuff straight. Like, Oh wait, you're the one with the wheelbarrow problem. (laughs) Fear of wheelbarrows. I I have no idea. I have no idea. I think it's just like, I think because when you do spend such um an intense amount of time together yeah like because that hour it's not like you're just talking about like whatever in the breeze right you know so when you have this intense 45 to 55 minute session with them weekly or every other week or even once a month uh-huh. it's this you remember their story yeah. well for me because like, it's intense because it's intense for them and it's yeah. where they're at and it's where and it's like you know and so sometimes i'll um kind of forget like what modalities we've mm-hmm. done or if we've tried different things. And so I'll be like, Hey, remind me, have we done this or that or the other? Yeah. Um, and that's, funny. but I always remember their story. Yeah. Which, you know, you know, that actually kind of totally makes sense though, because yeah. even, um, the most, you would think some of the people who are lawyers are like really dead inside. And some of them maybe are some but, therapists are too. Yeah. But they're, I'm always amazed by these old classic like boys club type lawyers who you think like, Oh yeah, they're not going to be the ones who care about their clients. They will remember 
a client from 20 years ago, exactly what happened and how they, this person presented when they first met them and like all of these things, because it's so ingrained in them forever. And so they'll be like, Oh, remind me of this case that I did this in the, and look it up on Lexus. And I settled it and find it. And I remember everything about this person. I remember their name and it's like, yeah, wow. It really sticks with people. And I think it is sometimes because it's intense. The work uh-huh. you're doing is intense. Right. So it, it's, and it's and it, you know, we get this unique opportunity to um, sit with somebody and have this unique view into their life. Oh my gosh, yeah. Where they're like completely open and completely vulnerable. I mean, as much as they can be, right, right. you know, like that level of this is where I'm at and so this is how far I can go. And so, you know, you sit with somebody and you find out like all this information and it's just like, like they trust you with that. And it, and it's it feels crazy. Yeah. It feels like, um, like I'm so grateful yeah, for my clients, for their, for their strength and their, um, just the Ability to reveal it. Ability to reveal it. Yeah. And so so it's like when I'm sitting there in that space with them and then even, you know, after kind of throughout the week or whatever, like, like I'll kind of have these moments where I'm just like, man, like that was so real and that was so authentic and that was so like such strength. And so, you know, and so it's, it's just a really cool process to be able to sit with somebody, um, and then after that session, kind of like wrapping it up and being like, okay, so what's our plan for next time? Mm-hmm. You know, so we have a good game plan going forward. And then, and so I think, in th- and that's how I figured out how to kind of leave it where it's at. Yeah. You know, is like, totally. I really, because I think when I first started therapy, and I think this is what a lot of new therapists do, is, you know, you just take it in and it's kind of this overwhelming, like, somebody else's life, oh my god, Yeah, this is so intense. And so you, you know, people have a really hard time at first Mm -hmm. balancing that because it kind of can become all consuming. Mm -hmm. Um, And especially when you're a new clinician, you don't have a ton of clients. And Mm -hmm. so it's just kind of like, Oh, well, you know, I can think about them a lot more. You know, I'm trying to figure this out. So I'm spending more time like, outside of the session on it like right because you're new you're researching a lot you're talking because well, you need your to because you got to build up your skills right right yeah you know you're, yeah. you're talking with your team about different techniques you could use and all that stuff and so um i think at that point uh you know you do really have to figure out like a balance yes early on otherwise you get super what we call enmeshed mm-hmm. and you're just super like and also probably burned out you that could probably out. be to burn out. Totally. Because, yeah. you know, you're so involved in your client's life that it's like, you have to remember like, okay, that's their stuff and this is my stuff. And right. so, um, and it's definitely something that every clinician has to learn. Yeah. And struggle and with. Some bit. clinicians are super good at it from the get go of like, this is my boundary. Mm-hmm. Other people like me had to learn like, Okay. How do I balance this? And yeah. then do you think sometimes, um, I, I hear occasionally of the jaded therapist who like they, because it, the process of maintaining that boundary was so hard, they just, they lose a little bit of their ability to care. Like it's kind of that it's part of burnout yeah. where they get, what is it? Compassion fatigue or something? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that must be hard, but underlying all of this based on what you're describing to me is you do care. Yeah. It's very real. Uh It's just that. And it's very, yeah. So it's that very real, very authentic when you're in there with them, like they really are the ones that matter in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. And in that hour and, and even, you know, past that hour, like they're still, 
You still care about like, still their existence do. and like yeah. you're hoping that out in the world they're doing okay, but they're doing their stuff and they're doing know. the things, but you can't. It's also because you, it's a very, it's not a controlling kind of caring. Exactly. I think with therapists, like you're not trying to control what they're doing in life because all therapists can do is give you the tools. It's right. kind of up to you to, to do it. So it's a very weird kind of caring, especially if, if you're raised by people who are a little cough overbearing, um, you know, <laughs> and you're used to the kind of affection that's very controlling. Mm-hmm. You're sort of like, what do you mean that you can care about people and not tell them what to do or like boss them around or, right. you know, um, well, and I, and I do yeah. get that a lot. Like, you know, somebody will be like, I well, bet. tell me what to do. And I'll be like, can't, like, can't, <laughs> not my job. Like, right. And also and I don't want to, because it's not helpful. And I want to help you. <laughs> and when I say like, well, that's not really my position or that's not my job. And they're like, wait, what do you, are me? you kidding? Me? Are you mad? <laughs> right. Or like, <sighs> but I'm paying you. Yeah. Yeah. You but, are, but not for that. Cause right. that's not on the menu. Right. So, and so it really, it really is kind of tricky for the client too to kind of figure out like well and I think you know for some of the more cynical people who have been through a lot or who have um just kind of have that more negative place and stuff mm-hmm. it, they come in and they're like well of course you're going to pretend to care for me like you're paying oh my gosh. yes you're I'm paying you you know whatever yeah. you have to like you have to do your job and so it's kind of oh, like Emily. that did you know that that was me did you know that, that was me? I feel like you were doing a bit and not even aware that it was like also me earlier because I was sort of like okay listen I know that I'm paying you but also sort of like well how do you know when you're supposed to go and like what what is the goal of it and what can you expect from it and all this yeah. stuff and so I was like okay so they have to do uh, unconditional positive regard Mm. Like, they can't be a dick to you, basically. They're, they're not supposed to, but not, I mean, some are. Some are yeah. Yeah. Um, but some they're supposed to be... <laughs> some are, really. You know. Because yeah. there's bad uh, seeds in every profession. But, um, <laughs> yeah. No. And so I was like, okay, hey, well, if my therapist is any good, that means he's always going to be, like, way nice to me. And then I reached a conclusion where I was like, listen, Laura, um... <laughs> People are drawn to becoming... I love that you talk to yourself with, like, such sass. <laughs> like, just like, it. listen, little miss, with your attitude and your stink face. Um, people become therapists because they are caring people. Yeah. Usually. Usually. Yeah. They're caring people are drawn to the profession because they have so much caring inside of them, they just have to get it out. And why not get paid to do that? <laughs> so the caring part is not fake. Um, yes, they have to follow certain rules, but... The fact that they follow those rules is because it's time tested and like, you know, evidence-based stuff. Like it's good to be, turns out to be really nice to people when you're trying to help them. It works. So just believe it and stop worrying about it and just go with it. Cause it's, it's more, um, you're going to get more out of it if you just trust the weirdly positive Oracle that is your therapist. Like just let them, (laughs) just let them be nice to you. Oh my gosh. Like don't worry so much. But I think it's also because I'm in a really untrusting profession and people play mind games all the time. Mm -hmm. And I'm always like, are they doing that because this is a trap or like what, even when someone's nice on the other side to us, we'll be like, no, what, why do they do that? Is this a ruse? Like, what are they, what are they got up their sleeve? Why did they bring us lunch? Why did they do this? What is that one cupcake? They plopped it down so weird. Like, what, what does that mean? Is this an attack? And it's just like, is there poison in it? Is there, is this a poison cupcake? Like, it's just, it gets a little much. And so I think. And then therapist's like, yeah. Cupcakes for everybody in the yeah, I know. My mom, it was like, she goes to like uh, therapy, you know, uh, what is it? Continuing education. Uh-huh. Yeah. And she's oh, like, yeah, there. yeah. And she's like, 
they literally fed us like a jillion times. Oh Everyone's- my gosh. <laughs> We were just at this conference and I was hanging out with Laura's mom. Well, I mean, you know, at the same time. Yeah, she was present. Yeah, yeah. You waved. Yeah, Yeah. I waved. Yeah. Yeah. And she waved back. And um, (laughs) seriously, though, like conferences with a bunch of therapists, like. Mm -hmm. So kumbaya. So warm and fuzzy. And warm and fuzzy. And like everybody like just wants to give each other stuff. And it's. And like like, help and like be super nice. And like people might feel they're like, why are you smiling? What does that face mean? Like. Yeah, yeah, we're not, not lawyers. It's not no. the same. No. It's not at all. Like, you'll, like, walk by somebody, and they're, like, standing in a yoga pose in the hallway, and you're, like, like what? <laughs> it's a little bit like a different reality entirely. It totally is. Yeah. It totally yeah. is, yeah. But, yeah. you know, it's really cool, because it's, like, all these people coming together and wanting to help somebody else. Yeah. Or some, you know, improve their skills so they can Pretty be better Pretty genuine, helpers. too, because you guys are all really such is. nice people. I went to her graduation, and it was, like... <laughs> The nicest thing I've ever seen, and like all the speeches were like so heartwarming. I like was teary at my own graduation. It was like roll call, do do do, and they were like timing it out to make sure they could get it over with as soon as possible. Like you law graduations, get out there and make some money. Stop, you know, pay off your loans. Right, yeah. and ours we were like, this has been such a good experience. I learned so much about humanity, and right? yes, it was. Beautiful. I can't wait to save the world. Yeah, you guys yeah. are a really caring bunch. Um, I was also going to like mention it's so. interesting interesting to me that you this is the other reason i couldn't believe at first like oh why like stop pretending like you care about me just give me advice i kept just i wanted my therapist to just give me answers give me tools and like shut up and stop being like nice to me because i thought it was like that's annoying it's i don't trust it it seems aggressive so i don't i don't want it um but you guys like i said you're you know you're drawn to it because you're caring but also i was really confused by well in my profession the caring is free no one pays me to care. Right. The The fact that I do care is why I put up with all the nonsense that is practicing law, but I'm there to win. I'm actually being paid to win. Yeah. So, in fact, I only get paid if I win. So, it's a, conting- a, a contingency fee. So, I think, okay, so it's more genuine when I care about somebody than when a therapist cares about somebody because mm. my caring is free and yours is paid for. <laughs> so, you're a whore. Um, <laughs> lovely. Um... But then it's like, well, no, that means that the weight that you guys have to carry, it's literally, you were saying, like, when you were talking about, like, people revealing themselves to you, uh-huh. that's something probably even members of their own family have never seen, possibly. Yeah. Like, it's, just, it's like the realest part of themselves. Uh-huh. Um, that's a lot of weight. You can for yeah. sure get paid for that. <laughs> like, that just seems, it seems sort of fair. It's like, you know what? I care about a problem, but I'm, I'm, I'm paid to like try and fix it. And that's another thing you, it's sort of like you're weighed down with like the heaviest things that people can give you with your arms tied a little bit because you can't go in and be like, I'm going to call like, Oh wait, you can call DCFS. You can for kids, but you can't be like, break up with your stupid husband. You can't go in there and like change the situation. Right. I, I do change the situation. I can't change how they feel about it because I'm not trained to do that part. It's just, (laughs) it's so different. You have like the heaviest weight and like your hands are tied and all you can do is like be super nice and hope that people can like, (laughs) do you get it? It's just such a hard job. So I'm like, you know what? Be paid to do you because that is such a tricky thing. Whereas I, it's so much easier to be like, oh, well, I will, you know, get an expert to testify as to this and then I'll get you money. It's so much easier emotionally (laughs) than trying to like be like, 
Oh, did you bear your whole soul for the first time in your life and you've never had a proper attachment and now you're like forming attachments and like your whole life has changed? That's cool. I'll carry that with me. Yeah, I'll just, I'll just like take that home and and be fine and then go home and like watch, you know, whatever. It's just scraps. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) It just seems like a bit much. And so, yes, you are, your profession you are kind of paid to care, but it's so much more than that. It's right. you're being paid to bear a lot of weight. And so if you can do it masterfully and like have the boundaries, by all means, get paid. <laughs> like do it. You know, because I sure as heck could not do that. That seems Well, I think, you know, and I I think something that I constantly have to watch is I mean, because really, I really do genuinely like like ninety nine percent of my clients. Yeah. You know, like and I and the ones that don't click with me and I don't click with them, I mean, you know, we part ways usually yeah. because like... And that's okay. You just can't it's like just, everybody and they can't man. like everybody. Anyway, yeah. whatever. But like, you know, I, I hang out with them and I, I'm with with these clients and I just... It's so powerful. And yeah. like I learn so much and, and I really do become really attached to my clients. Like yeah. I have clients that I'm like, please, please never leave, you know? <laughs> really and so them. in my, in my own head, I'm like, no, they, they can be in therapy forever. It's, it's funny. Cool. It's, it's fine. fine. But oh, then I'm so I, glad that you feel that way. I have yeah. to really like stand back and be like, okay, but what's best? But that's that, not right? my goal. Right. My goal is to make sure that like my goal is to make sure they don't need me anymore. Right. That's such a Which, weird goal. It's such a weird goal. Right. It's yeah. like, it's that whole, like, my goal is to be out of work. Right. Which. What? Whatever. I know. Because that's you know? not how it is with any other profession. You wouldn't, dentists, I mean, that's as close as it can come where they're like, please brush your teeth and floss so you right. don't have to see me. For the love. But seriously, but everyone else is like, no, I know you're going to be back. Like, your doctor's like, yeah, I mean, everyone needs medical care. Everyone right. needs a tax person. Everyone needs. Everyone um, needs a plumber. Yeah, but with you guys, it's like, I just can't get over that. Like, it's yeah. it's such a counter... Everything about it is really counterintuitive, and it also is really hard, um, and we'll talk about this possibly more in the next one, about, like, it's a one-sided thing uh, in that it's supposed to all be about the client. Uh-huh. I hate to break it to you guys. Um, you reveal a lot about who you are as a person by the way that you listen and care for people. Oh, totally. So my therapist was like, oh, no, in his head, I'm sure he's like, oh, no, I don't, like, over-reveal about myself. Uh-huh. Or whatever, and I'm like, I don't. I feel like I, I know. I know a lot about what kind of person he is based on the things when he says examples of like when he's trying to illustrate a point or whatever, of or how he's trying to explain. You, you know, do an analogy or, or care about. He'll show like this is how you. I care about this or like whatever. I'm like, you bless your heart. Like you just you're, you just get <laughs> oh, such an impression buddy. of like how warm they are because. Yeah even the way they orient their therapy, even the way they try and explain things. And I'm like, that's precious that you think this is like, Oh, it's all about one side. Like you won't really get to know me. I'll just be a, isn't there a theory that's like, I'm just a blank slate, blah, blah. Yeah. I was like, no. Like, and I, you, you know, and I really know have you. a really difficult time with that yeah. part of it. And so, and so I do more of a feminist approach that, you know, yeah. it's like, we're both on the same page. We got this. Like I'm that. a real person. You're a real person. And, and so, um, so they do get to know you. And so they do get to know me. And like, that's why they get super attached to you. You know, like they know I have kids. They know. Yeah. Oh, that my kids kind of have some issues mm-hmm. once in a while, you know, because it's like if I'm going to be gone from work for like a surgery for my kiddo, I'm not just going to be like, oh, 
I have a mysterious thing. Right. I'll be like, dude, my kids have surgery and they're like, oh yeah. You know? And so. It makes you relatable. See, that's exactly it. Like it's, that's exactly the kind of examples that my therapist would do to be like, or he'd be like, oh, well when I was struggling with something similar, this is how I did it. And it's like, whenever you guys do something like that, where you're authentic or genuine, Mm -hmm. that it's, it makes the whole like, oh, it's a one-sided relationship kind of a lie because it be starts to be like but it's different than other relationships because it isn't we aren't talking about your problems or whatever but it's it's like i hate the idea that if you were a fully you know graduated client that you shouldn't need the therapist anymore or it should be all feel good to be done Uh because it's like um how and i was we'll save this for the next bit but i have a whole rant about this because i was like um excuse me, don't take away my magic oracle and then tell me I should be fine with it. (laughs) That's some nonsense. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, so it it is kind of just that interesting dynamic of, um, and I know for therapists, especially ones who kind of do similar approaches kind of with the feminist approach that you're just, you know, more kind of, it's more of a relationship. You know, they know you, they know you as an authentic person and, and, you know, you have to be real with people because like people know when you're not being real. (laughs) Like they they can just be like, no. Yep. Like that is Shoot. not yeah. genuine. Uh-uh. Yeah, you can all. detect it. And so, you know, so when you are real and it's just like, yes, yeah, that's how it is. Um, but you do have to watch yourself because, like, you know, I, I do, because I do genuinely like my clients and I really enjoy them and I'm like, man, like some of them I could be like, we could totally be, be like besties in another in life world. where you right. didn't meet under this circumstance. Right. You could probably be way good friends with a lot of Right. Clients. So I really constantly have to be like, gauge, like, okay, is my sharing actually helping this situation or is this just like, and now let me talk about me. Because you like, everyone likes to share a little bit about themselves when they feel like a connection with another person because that's how you build, that's how you build the connection. So it's like, that's why the whole premise of therapy is a little bit flawed when they try and pretend it's it's just this really easy one-sided thing because it's like no it's actually really no. complicated because yeah. you have to watch all that transference counter transference all that stuff it's just this <laughs> constant dance and and it but it's like the coolest process to watch right. happen because you're doing you know, like, and like, to the be a part of things because you know it's like where else you're can like you... selling me on therapy right now <laughs> like, you're like you don't even realize i'm like, like i should get back a in therapist <laughs> i should totally go either back to therapy but also i should be a therapist because this sounds so much cooler than the crap i do <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my gosh, you get to like know people's souls? What? Yeah, it's pretty yeah. awesome. I like, get to know their medical record. Boo. <laughs> like, not even. Souls are cooler. Souls are cooler, except for, yeah. But yeah. Sometimes yeah. you can still catch a glimmer of soul when you help people in the law. Oh, not the, for sure. Not, kind of, not really the same thing. <laughs> I was really, that's really beautiful, forget Emily, man. I really like that. Yeah, I really like what you do. It's really cool. So I, yeah. you know, I just think like, you know, when people, and I guess to tie this into kind of our upcoming episode about breaking up with your therapist, uh-huh. I mean, I think it's just this whole, it isn't just one-sided. I no. mean, the therapist is also like ending that relationship too. And the therapist does do kind of a, a mourning period or a grieving period, you know. It's not like like what you were talking about earlier. Oh my it's gosh. not like, oh, now I have an 11.30 available. I'm going to move my lunch up. Oh, you yeah. Know, it's this I'm glad it's not that cavalier. I'm right. glad. It's, it's like, 
Oh, but like really cool stuff is like when I'll get an email or something from clients like months down the road and be like, Hey, this is an update. I'm like, are you kidding? That's awesome. You're so excited. And I get so excited. Oh man. So. I love that. And I love yeah. that after like, I assume, cause you've been a therapist like a long time. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh. <laughs> you're like, Whoa, I have been a therapist long time. Those years, they have They just stack on up. Um, I think it's really cool. I've only been a lawyer like three or four years. I don't even remember. But (laughs) things that are not as long as yours. Um, But I feel like even those very first clients that stuck with me. And of course, um, when I was first an attorney, I was doing ERISA law, which means I was suing insurance companies, which means my clients were also sick like they are now, but a lot of them were really severely mentally ill children. So different type of heartbreak. And I still, I think about certain clients that I did years ago. I think about each one of them probably once a month still. Mm -hmm. And it's, but the thing about it is now it's no longer like there was a little bit of painful concern because they were sick, mentally ill, sick children. Like I I would look them up to see if they'd killed themselves. Mm -hmm. Like I'd Google them to find out and we're allowed to do that, which cool. I don't know if you guys are allowed to Google. Nope. Yeah, but um, I cannot do the Google. I, I can Google them to see if they're still alive. And um, I now it's sort of, sort of like because a lot of them have lived, and my guess is they now that they've gotten out of that really hard patch, they're going to continue to live and everything. Now I just sort of like have like a hope, and it's like a pleasant yeah. memory of like I helped you, and it was it was good, and I'm happy I uh-huh. I helped you, and it it the some of the I mean, some of the pain of ending a relationship that you care about um, does fade over time, but that doesn't mean it doesn't still mean something to you. Right. You look back on it and you just kind of wonder, and you're like, yeah. I hope they're like super happy right now. And yeah, yeah. and and I yeah. definitely experience the same thing. It's just time that whole, passes. Like, as time passes, I'm like, man, I really hope they're working out. You know? Yeah. And it's working out, and and there, and I think as. If you share an authentic, real, vulnerable experience with somebody, mm-hmm. you're always going to have that memory yep. of them. Like, you always. can't not. And so... You held their soul in your hand. Nice. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. You you captured souls, held it in your hand, and then released it back into the wild like a firefly. How can you not remember something as vivid and beautiful as that? Like, it's just going to always be with you. That's That makes perfect sense. But it, it won't, oh like, gosh. hurt. Or, like, the, the all oh, the sadness or whatever, I think. And that's, that's a beautiful part of it, too, is that with time... Although, you know... I'm sure you all, we can talk about that in the next one, but by and large, it's good when you know, like that with time passes and if like it was a, you were healthy about it, mm-hmm. you can have just like a pleasant feeling every time you think about them and it doesn't right. have to be terrible like, or ugh. sad or like, Oh right. yeah, 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 yeah. Totally. So, uh, <clears throat> stay tuned. Oh yeah. Da-da. The next episode, we're going to bum you out. No, I'm just, I'm just teasing. We're not, we're not, we're going to talk about good ways to end, uh, Therapy. therapeutic relationships. Yeah. Yep. And reevaluate. So, uh, we just like to thank you all for listening and remember to subscribe to our podcast. Yes. And rate and review us. Yes, that would be awesome. Uh, like five stars. Yes, yeah, you, know, you know. You can talk about being an emotional prostitute. And like emotional fireflies or whatever the heck that right. was just now. So, so emotional prostitute versus fireflies. Right. I don't know. Which is your jam? Or is your soul a firefly? Yeah, the soul firefly or the emotional prostitute. All these great imagery brought to you by this podcast. So please. five stars, guys. Yeah. Uh, also remember to follow us on Facebook, Mental mm-hmm. Health Moment, and yes. join our discussion group, the Mental Health yeah. Moment discussion group. Yeah. Um, Instagram, Mental Health Moment. Uh-huh. And we'd like to thank our music guy, Jonathan Colton. Yes. And we will see you next week. Bye. I feel fantastic.
fantastic And I never felt as good as how I do right now Except for maybe when I think about I felt that day When I felt the way that I do right now Right now I feel fantastic And I never felt as good as how I do right now Except for maybe when I think about I felt that day When I felt the way that I do right now Right now Right now